0: Hey y'all, it's Kiara, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of For Realness Sake. This is the second episode in our empowerment series, and this week's guest, LaToya Lorraine, describes herself as hella black, hella Jamaican, hella loud, and hella proud. (laughs) LaToya Lorraine is a PhD student, honey, as well as a college professor, and a quick Instagram search will show you exactly who she's rooting for. If you haven't figured it out yet, she's rooting for us, (laughs) y'all. Her main goal is to create a safe space for Black women to be their most authentic selves. And she started doing that by creating a website called Shades of Melanin. And she will continue on her journey as a professor of critical race theory. I enjoyed this conversation with Lorraine because of her realness vibes, y'all, and her dedication to us. I know y'all know the saying, every sister ain't a sister. And that's very true, but not in the case of Lorraine. This young queen is invested in teaching us, so we are rooting for her in return, period. <laughs> I also want to take this time to share that the murderers responsible for the untimely death of Brianna Taylor have not been charged. I urge you to go to justiceforbrianna.org and see how you can help. May her family and all the other families receive the justice they deserve. And you already know, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. So why don't you tell us about yourself and introduce yourself to the Realness Fam.
1: Okay, okay. Hi y'all, thank you for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be talking with you today. Um, So, yes, my name is Latoya Lorraine Scott. Lorraine is my middle name. And um, basically, I am a young Black woman um, that is really coming into my own, especially when it comes to still growing within um, Black womanhood and having an extension of that to connect with other black women that are also on this journey of black womanhood as well um so even from a young age um being a child of immigrant parents and trying to find myself it took time it comes in it comes in spaces comes in Mm -hmm. transitions, it comes in growing pains, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think really I started to find myself when I left home and I started attending Florida State University, which was a predominantly white institution and trying to find, (laughs) which you already
0: know. Yes. (laughs) With
1: predominantly (laughs) white institutions, there is kind of this erasure that goes on with blackness right um and that comes it's it's a model it's a perfect model for what america is trying to Mm. attain this image of whiteness right but when i tried to come into my own during that state um i found myself getting more involved with the community as i try to find outlets with how do i define my blackness outside of the gaze Mm. of a white lens right yeah. oh
0: like hold on let's just take a minute to like snap for that because what? <laughs> that's a word that is listen. a whole word <laughs> listen it's it's a lot of
1: conditioning right so yes, how do it we ourselves when we're not thinking about um white people right and mm. so that goes with a lot of unpacking um so i had graduated florida state university with my bachelor's in English and then that's when I started law school at an HBCU. And that was a whole time where even though law was a very um it's a humble state, it wasn't mm-hmm. where I felt like my purpose is. And during that time, even though I knew I had a passion for black people, it's where would I funnel this be an advocate in the community in a way that was still in my capacity and interest right Mm -hmm. and i always say it's never too late for god to repurpose your purpose
0: right okay yes listen girl i'm like writing
1: this down (laughs) (laughs) so um i started when i moved back to south florida i started um teaching at a community college and then I got in connection with I was actually reading a book about black feminism and I noticed the name of the author and it was actually a professor that was at Florida State University oh wow! So I did what you know people do they google so I googled and I found his phone number and girl I called him <laughs> I called him and I actually just, you know, hi, my name is Latoya Scott. You don't know me, but I know you. And I'm reading your book right now, which is really inspiring um, with my views of black feminism. And I just want to know, like, can we meet? And this man says, how'd you get my number? I said. (laughs) (laughs) Well. I said, the internet, it's a crazy place. (laughs) He's like oh because this is actually on um, my personal cell phone number
0: <laughs> wow
1: no clue and um he invited me to his class he um left he had left florida state university and started teaching at university of miami and he started teaching a class that was first of its kind at university of miami called black lives matter and oh, wow yes And this was off the cusp of so many things that were happening um, with racial um, discontent during that time, 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a wrap. After I attended that first class, I was like, I want to do what you do. And he looked at me and he said something that forever changed my perspective. And he said, I can make you into a scholar but I cannot make you into a thinker we're gonna Mm. have to work for that Mm. and um from there it was a defining moment because I knew that not only was I impassioned to want to do something um within my community with black women but I also wanted to change the face of academia which we learn about black people in general period right So um, that became my inspiration um, to do work in academia and then use that to also bridge this gap with how we learn and how we conceptualize Blackness within our community. And thus came Shades of Melanin. Mm -hmm. Um, So with Shades of Melanin, um, I had incorporated that in 2015 and I reached out to people that were not only academics but were also poets also writers also Mm -hmm. singers also activists people that more generally went well more specifically black women that had a medium in which to talk about our humanization right Mm -hmm. and that can be in any medium how do we come together as black women to talk about things that are a part of our reality on an everyday basis right how do mm-hmm. we talk about being mothers how do we talk about these sisters being daughters being friends and then thus just being ourselves and being mm-hmm. authentically true to that and yeah yeah and through that platform um became a safe space in a safe space to not only be empowered but to empower others
0: yes girl snap it up for that I think that that's amazing what you left out is that now you're getting your PhD okay future doctor you (laughs) forgot to mention that so I'm gonna go ahead and shine on that for you (laughs) Um, because that's also important you're educating yourself to teach us which is amazing and so necessary. And so I appreciate you for that, sis. You are on your way. I think that's why I was most excited to talk to you because I know that you are for us, like I mentioned before. As y'all know, this month is Empower Her Month where we are reaching back and shining lights on all of our sisters within our community that are empowering themselves, thus setting a light out, shining it bright to empower other people like us. So, girl, you have definitely inspired me to keep going in my profession as a social worker just by being unapologetically yourself. But I know that something like that is not easy. You don't just wake up and say, I'm proud to be black and everyone just claps it up for you. It (laughs) doesn't happen like that. Mm -mm. So with all the protests... The overt racist racism that's going on, the discrimination, and even with the COVID still happening, because Auntie yeah. Rona still here. Yeah. Uh how like how are you feeling? What are you doing? How are you coping? Like, what's yeah. going on?
1: I will tell you at first, um, first starting off with the pandemic, mm-hmm. I still feel like we're in a twilight zone. Like who, right. who started <laughs> out? <laughs> <laughs> Who started out on the last day of last year thinking that as soon as, you know, January 1st of 2020, that we were going to see a pandemic and then murder wasp and that, <laughs> like...
0: Definitely not day, me, day, girl.
1: And then, I mean, there was <laughs> always overt racism but the way in which it was stacked was like no other right so it was it was one after another after another and then video after video after video and it's Mm. like I became I came into I kind of want to say a phase where you can't even elevate yourself to be let down again right so Mm. you already down because of the first thing that happened right Mm -hmm. and um i'm not gonna lie it was hard um i started out 2020 um with a therapist which i found on therapy for black girls shout out to them because me too
0: i found my therapist on there as well that's lit shout out to Dr. (laughs) P. (laughs) hey Hey! <laughs>
1: and, um, listen, we need to start. We need to start connecting with mental health counselors, with therapists, and really take advantage of that because that's a part of the self care ritual, right? Yeah. Um, it's easy to think that we can compartmentalize these things for so long, but then mm-hmm. they start to seep out into other facets of your life, and you don't know how it's going to manifest itself. So that really helped my therapist, but then also, um, making sure that I had a good support system. My friends really, really checked in on me. They knew that, um, they knew that I was still trying to function and it's called functional depression, functional mm-hmm. anxiety you can have all these things happening, but because you still need to go to your day-to-day operations, you still have to do what you have to do, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: So that really helped. Having a safe space where I knew that I had solid friends in which I can rely on to check on me, my girlfriends. Um, Then also trying to write. I journal a lot. As a spoken word artist, I found power in my words, found power in vocalizing, you know, what I was feeling and to be able to see it written out, I could be more attentive to it instead of just having it flustered in my brain and not picking it apart for what it was. Um, Mm. When you see so much, so that being the pandemic and then going right now into everything as in reference to black bodies, right? Mm-hmm. A blatant disregard for black life. It does something to your being, and it makes you reevaluate. Like, how does America really value my my black body? If I walk mm-hmm. outside of this door, am I guaranteed to come back at the end of the day?
0: Right. Right. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's a, that's a hard reality that a lot of people that don't look like us don't understand. It's not as simple as, oh, I'm going to the grocery store and to the mall, to the park to play with my kid. It's like, okay, who's all going to be there? Does anyone look like me? Is this a safe environment for us? That's, that's additional anxiety that honestly makes me just want to stay in the house. Mm-hmm.
1: But you're not even safe there because look at Brianna. Right? Hello. Listen, yeah. you want to go out for a jog, look at Ahmad. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. So for the past, I want to say <laughs> two weeks, um, I found that a lot of people within our community are getting very active as far as um, creating a safe space, even online with Zoom, having other Black people come together and talk about What can we do not only to make sure that we are well, but our community is well, right? Right. Because there's a lot of sickness going around. I'm not just talking about physically, but people are unwell spiritually, they're unwell mentally, they're unwell emotionally, because this Mm -hmm. is a lot.
0: It is a lot. How, for me, like in my situation and what I've been seeing every day, like I've found it best for me to just sort of close out social media, not stop with the donations mm-hmm. and just being aware, but just not to see the negativity. I mean, the first day with George Floyd, I that video was circulating so fast. I mean, it was every post was the video, and I chose not to look at it. To this day, I haven't seen it because I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've seen those sorts of videos before, men being shot in their back, like close range, long distance—it just—it doesn't matter. And I think that was a part of my problem with why I chose to like stay, sort of, uh, in hiding. I felt like I don't think that it's right for me to do that, but for my mental space, I was going crazy. It was Mm -hmm. to the point where my husband, he goes to work every day and I would be nervous for him. Like, please, you know, stay on me, stay on the phone with me until you get to work. When you get to work, call me, you know, let Mm -hmm. me know as soon as you get in the car, like all of these things just building up. And that's, that's my mental health there. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of black women that I've spoken to have had those same sorts of feelings where they didn't know how to be. They have children, Mm -hmm. you know, they have, it's how can we as a black people move forward with this mentally seeing Mm -hmm. facebook posts uh seeing rants seeing people murdered on camera that's not doing anything for us what do you suggest
1: um i think it all starts about how we um reposition the conversation around therapy right so Mm. especially in reference to black men um in our community we glorify being strong right Mm, yeah we glorify it to a point where being strong becomes harmful to our person Mm -hmm. you have black men that are suffering internally um but they feel like they have to keep on a face right Mm, and that goes for um black women too right you giving your all you giving your all to your kids you're giving your all to your husband you're giving your all to your community you're putting everything on the bridge called your back right mm, mm-hmm. but that's because our community glorifies that oh you such a strong black woman you such mm. a strong black man where can we redirect the conversation within our community where it's okay to not be strong it's okay to feel it's okay to be human and it's okay for us to take away that stigma when it comes to saying that we're not okay right um so i think creating more spaces where we break down that stigma will redirect um that energy into seeking out mental health and to start mm. talking right
0: yeah because mm-hmm. we can feel like we did everything we were supposed to do that we were just you know taking the hits and, and, and making lemonade out of our lemons and really just you know living life but until you address those smaller things those things that that make up who you are now and really mm-hmm. break them down as traumatic experiences. That's Mm -hmm. when you're really able to grow and flourish. So I appreciate you sharing that because more people need to, instead of looking at their strength, where their strength came from, which is Mm -hmm. mostly trauma, um, start figuring out how they can learn from that, redirect that and then be better, you know, Mm -hmm. stop making those cycles over and over again, but break them and let's move on from it, you know? There you go. Breaking that generational
1: cycle, right?
0: Exactly. we trying to recreate
1: the wheel not keep it
0: exactly throw the, throw the whole wheel away that's what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so you're such an inspiration to so many people from your pictures uh to the posts that you wrote even yesterday the live that you did that spoke about how we can redirect these um black posts you know just the solid black square posts i don't know if you guys mm-hmm. Uh, Remember that. But on Tuesday, we did Blackout Tuesday and you actually posted, you know, it's not just about blacking out your screen and not being active on social media. It's about donating. It's about seeing where you fit in. How can you protest in your own way? And so I really appreciated you putting that out because I didn't even think about it like that. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to take a break off Instagram. And then when <laughs> I seen your live, I was like, oh, I need to be doing more than this. Yeah. And so that inspired me to do more. So yeah. where do you get your inspiration from? What empowers you to be so involved in our community? Um, I think it, well,
1: first of all, just looking at, the things that I read when it comes to black feminist black womanist um theoretical frameworks, right if mm-hmm. we are advancing within our community when you know better, you gotta do better, right? You right. can't just keep it moving and forget others right mm-hmm. um so I'm not gonna be okay even if I still have a job or I'm not being attacked on a daily basis if I know that other people are jobless, they're suffering, they're not in the right, they're not well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that just doesn't feel right. Um, so looking at everything that's happening, and especially when it comes to advocacy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what does advocacy look like, right? Mm-hmm. What is in, within your power you make a change what do you want to change what does change look like what do you demand what are your standards for change right. so pivoting and proposing those kind of questions makes you want to demand more but it makes you more responsible for doing more right mm-hmm. so during this time like even looking at who's on the front line Um, who's creating safe spaces, who's donating, um, where do you fit in and what's in your capacity to do those things? So I mentioned in my live that I've been a part of marches. I've been a part of sit-ins. I've, um, been a part of protests. I've attended, um, workshops in the past with, um, grassroots organizations like Dream Defenders, right? Right um i'm angry Mm. and it sounds it might sound not politically correct to find your power from range but Mm. i'm angry every time i see a video every time i turn on the news every time i see a black body disrespected Mm. i am angry and we have to choose um so like baldwin says right to be black and to be aware in america is to be in a constant state of rage mm-hmm. and i was just telling my friend when we we're having a conversation he was saying he was angry and he wants to go buy a gun right
0: mm.
1: where are you going to funnel that anger so it's not just manifesting on the inside but it's going to be productive Right. And um, my productivity comes through not only attending um, protests or marches or sit-ins, but it also it has worked its way into my profession. Being an academic activist. Right. Doing the research, seeing how I can put information out there for others to get involved, making sure that my voice is heard making sure that I'm also empowering others so their voices can be heard, making sure that we have all this information to make sure that we're going into even now voting season where we know um, things that can be implemented, making sure
0: that we know what we want
1: out of all of this.
0: How do What does that look like, sis? For someone like me who, like, I'm not a, I, I can't, protest like that's not my that's not my calling the Lord didn't call me to do that you know with the anxiety that I have and the stress that I have like I would be putting myself in a in a a whole nother situation
1: so what does that
0: look like for your everyday black person that wants to make a change feels that same amount of anger and rage how can we channel that to make a difference even in our own communities
1: well, I think finding out what's in your ministry, right? So mm-hmm. even you with this podcast and voicing information, you have a good way with people. You have a good way in making sure that there's a safe space in order to talk about these mm-hmm. things, and it can be, um, it can be shared, right? Um, one of the main things that I touched on in, uh, in my video yesterday, money the movement needs money the movement needs money and i know there are a lot of people going through a lot of things right now but if it's in your power to give up something that is not necessarily needed like some new jordans or a right. new air fryer or a cup of coffee <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> right
1: girl i said air fryer i wanted an air fryer but... <laughs> I said there are girl. more important things out here now than crispy chicken, girl. <laughs>
0: okay, healthy crispy chicken at that, child. <laughs>
1: I, really it. Um, I was even, when I was reading um, one of the texts from a long time ago, learning about the movements of the past, I went back to the Montgomery bus boycotts, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think happened when Black people had to stop riding the bus, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think? Where, where do you think they got the the resources and the the money to keep going with these movements? Because the movements needed money, right? Right. They had Black women in the Black church um hosting competitions between themselves. Well who can we get together to cook up this food, bake Mm -hmm. these goods in order to go door to door to get money to push towards the movement, Mm. right? So, So if they were not at the front line Marching right because there that was not in their ministry right they were able to use their brains and their resources to get together with the community and say well we have a talent of cooking and we mm-hmm. know that we can sell this food in order to raise money to give to the people that need these supplies on the forefront right so That's it good. goes yeah it goes into being creative give up something sacrifice something even if it's a little bit, in order to give funds to people that are on the front line, right?
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. That is so good. And it actually makes me feel better because I was getting nervous. I, I know that, like I said, I know that protesting, being on the front line in that way, that 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 ain't it for me. God mm-hmm. said, he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, I need for you to sit down. <laughs> okay (laughs) he knew he knew we had an agreement but by you saying that um of course by donating and just creating those sorts of conversations i feel empowered to keep going with that and i know that i can't be the only one who felt who feels that way about protesting nothing against the actual protesting i'm for it. i'm like on the couch watching lives like yeah you go but be safe you know um, yeah. But that gives me uh, another avenue to do what I can, and so by you sharing that, that's giving other people like me another avenue. So if you guys can cook, if you can make shirts, if you mm-hmm. have a, a platform uh, with a following, do your part in spreading the awareness and also backing it up by funding. Because the people who are on the front line, they need us to back them. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to so. talk about bailout funds. Listen. Instead mm-hmm. of you know buying the shoes,
1: I need some money to get my homie out of jail. Straight up, Period. yes, because <laughs> he was on that front line. I
0: need to put this <laughs> towards the bond. All right, <laughs> exactly. Y'all, y'all out there, y'all be in the faces of this. We have to back you behind that, and I stand behind anyone one hundred percent who is out there fighting for our rights because that's what it is. It's our rights. It's our people. It's us. It's me. You know what I'm saying? It's my family. So it is when you think about it in that way, it honestly like brings me to tears. And I promise I I said I wasn't gonna cry on these upcoming episodes because I'd be crying too much. But it brings me to tears and it really makes me feel that like togetherness that we need that people say that we don't have, you know. Mm -hmm. They talk about black people, they always say we're like a crabs in a bucket mentality. But one thing that this movement has shown shown me yeah. is that, that's totally not true. It's not. Really? Yeah.
1: Mm-mm. That's just a rhetoric that's used to be divisive. Because if you could break us up, then you break up our power. And we need exactly. to be with within power because all the white supremacists they don't have to think about whether or not they're on the same page. And <laughs> you know that's where we have to think about who are who are our allies who are really riding for us that aren't non black right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a huge question. It's a huge question. I remember um, I was talking to, her name is Simone, Simone Sanders. And Mm -hmm. she was actually the campaign manager for Bernie um, Sanders. And she had came to um, my university. And I talked to her briefly. But then when she went on stage and was doing a presentation, she said something that really, really stuck with myself and other people um, that were there. And she said, I'm not looking for an ally. I'm looking for an accomplice. Where Mm. are my accomplices? Right. And they're two different things. Right. So an ally will, will be there and they will say, oh, yeah, you know. i'm not a racist you know i i support you and your cause right but Mm -hmm. then you have uh an accomplice that's going to actively work to be anti-racist and it's not only supporting you and your cause but they're ready to risk some skin and put some skin in the game with you right right if, if this whole system goes down, they going down with us, right? Mm, They're putting yeah. their privilege on the line to make sure that your humanity is, is existing, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think even when we, when we are going through this struggle to decipher who are your allies and who are your accomplices and making sure that you're conserving your energy right, not only for yourself, but also to be in conversation, not just with allies, but with an accomplice, right?
0: Mm, yeah, wow, I like that, be an accomplice, not an ally, and that's, mm-hmm. that's something that a lot of people feel like they don't have to do, they feel like they're sharing, you know, Black Lives Matter is enough, <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> but it's more, it's more than that, sis, okay, it's it definitely, is
1: it is girl shoot thank you that little post was cute what what you, cute. what you put next though are you are you and then also are you only in conversation with me or are you going into the rooms where my voice cannot right. in order to talk to um your your non-black friends that are spitting all this racist um verbiage right
0: that's the one that that's the question of the day right there how far does this Black Lives Matter conversation extend with you and your family? hmm Period. Yep. Yes. So share with me about your shades of melanin. So
1: when um, I was creating that platform, that was coming off of the cusp of um, leaving law school, right? Mm-hmm. So I did one year of law school, and then after that year, um, I was depressed. I was in a funk. And it was, I needed to redirect and put my energy in something that made me feel um, alive, right? And it made me go back to my art and it made me go back to my writing. And it made a way for me to talk about everything that I was feeling around Black womanhood, right? Um, So that platform, has really been consistent with every transition i've made in my life that platform has always been there um as a way to vocalize my feelings and then to allow um to not just move forward but to bring others along with me that they're like man you were feeling that too i i i didn't know or man you know I would like to write about that to share upon my experience um, because probably that could help another woman as well to just talk about it because there's so many things that we are silent of just to Mm -hmm. to operate, right? Right. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's not only just um, silence, but it's also the politics of shame, right?
0: Mm -hmm. There's so many
1: things that society dictates that we should be ashamed of and it's not even of our own fruition it's 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 the accumulation of not the things that we do but the things that have been done to us right um so also opening that platform which is interesting not only for black women but for i found black male feminists right so there's Mm -hmm. also um articles on the website by a consistent writer. His name is Virgil Hayes. And he identifies as a black male feminist. And mm. his work as well being in support of black women um is wonderful, right? So um, the site is also open for that as well. So definitely go check it out. Um, there is an Instagram where i do update that consistently so there's still things um surrounding the black community black news black art is all black everything um that was very I, love that. Yeah, <laughs> listen. I am unapologetic to say that that space was created by black women for black women and mm. i think sometimes we get into um, trying to be so politically correct that we lose um the focus of our work, right? Yeah. So stand strong in the focus because the default is not blackness, it's whiteness, right? So everything already mm-hmm. caters to a white or non-black audience, right? So I'm right. very distinct in shades of melon being for black women
0: i love that boldness that you have for it because it took me a while to to come around to that boldness and say i'm a black podcaster period and mm-hmm. so the things that i have are going to be focused around black <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's just what it is that's just so, what it is and the story yeah. period thank you so much so 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 much for coming on and sharing your story with us I am inspired by you, I am empowered by you, and I hope that everyone who is listening got something out of it. Um, If you could leave our people with just a word of encouragement, I would so appreciate it. (laughs) Well, I wanna say thank you
1: for having me. Um, I just wanna say during this time, be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Um, I know that we are very hyper aware of the skin that we're Mm. in this time. Um, And it's easy to be aware of everything that is also going around, going on around us in reference to our skin. But take a step back, right? Because you cannot pour from an empty cup,
0: Mm. right? Right.
1: So be kind to yourself. And I love
0: it. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you, ma'am.
1: Thank you for having me and keep doing what you're doing. This is very wonderful. I love it and I support it fully.